Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Goose and Gambles podcast. My name is Joe Pulte, joined always by my cohort, Mr. Jordan Collins. What's Jordan, going on, Joe? It is a great day. <laughs> Every day is a good day, Joe. Some days just happen to be better. I'm still high off of last night's game. Correct. Yesterday uh, was awesome. It was a good game. It was an interesting game. Um, did you learn anything from the game last night? I learned that the Chargers care more about the spread than they do the game. Yes. And then their season. And that being said, they became my new favorite team this year. Justin Herbert, what I learned last night, is an absolute weapon. He's a dog. Guy can't even run one yard, but decides to throw a 40-yard dart on a dime. He is my absolute favorite human being alive. Do you think, watching that final drive, if you're in the Chargers organization... What are you rooting for there? Because when he tried to scramble and then couldn't, yeah, no, and he the, was just like, ah, screw it, and he just threw a little like pass to nowhere. Like I was like, why is he in the game at this point then? Oh no, I, I, I there was a weird moment where I was like, classic Chargers being fucking re. Let's, let's let's not say that being absolute dipshits. Classic Chargers being dipshits doing the wrong thing like they always do, and I was screaming at the TV, put in Chase Daniel, especially after the play where. He could not make it a yard. <laughs> he could not run and slide down a yard. He just decided to throw. He's like, that's going to hurt like hell. That being said, what do I know? I'm just some Joe Blow in my living room right now talking about how great First of all, that's was. offensive, but continue. Joe Blow's a bad word? Could have picked anything. <laughs> all right. Joseph Schlosser. <laughs> Average show? Yeah. I guess you haven't heard those before. Correct. That being said, man... Um, Everybody loves a good backdoor cover. I don't think we talk about how enough. We always talk about the bad beats. We always talk about when we get beat bad, but we never really celebrate when we definitely got away with one. <laughs> I literally felt like I woke up this morning. I, You know, this might sound a little weird. Weird story time. I was walking downtown, wasn't paying attention, looking at the wrong direction on a one-way street. Literally did not look the right way, almost get hit by a car. And I was like, whoa, thank God that car stopped. I would have been dead. So I started seeing the, the buildings like, wow, everything's a lot prettier. You're, you're really thanking life. That's the way I felt last night. Interesting. I should have been dead. Should have been dead. Ended up winning. Ending up being champion for Thursday Night Football. Also, just fucking great. We got to celebrate these moments a little bit more than we do bad beats. That is correct. Um, you know, I remember sometimes... Uh, I don't really... It's not even that I remember the specific bad beat. I remember what I am upset about the bad beat. Like, I will never forgive Dabo Sweeney, even though, like, I don't even fully a thousand percent remember exactly what happened. I just remember, like, I needed them to win, like, by two touchdowns. They were up three touchdowns against South Carolina. Mm. And, like, it was, like, the worst management ever. And they came down, they scored. Then they let them get the onside kick. And then they didn't even care about the final play. Like, the, the receivers didn't even move from where they, where they were kind of thing. Like, it was, like, embarrassing. No, for sure. I mean, I, I still remember last week's bad beat with Baylor. I should have won that fucking game. Should have had the money line. Should have had the spread. <laughs> Goddamn college kickers are the death of... that. That is a de that is going to be the reason why I have a heart attack. When I'm in the hospital, it's going to be, oh, because some Fresno State kicker missed a 25-yarder against Appalachian State, and it's just going to be the most pointless game. It's going to be the worst way I die. Rather die for like a Super Bowl or something. This is where our degeneracy is differs because me, 
like a game like Fresno State versus uh, New Mexico State, like I just would avoid because I'd be like, I don't know enough and I don't care enough to bet on that. But you put me in like a, on like if we're on a desert island, I will be there and be like, I bet you I can like do something better than you on the island. Like that's how I will pass time, you know. Joe, you are gonna absolutely hate my college picks today. Then <laughs> there's there's only what I think thirteen top twenty five games. Do you want to get into college football? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and uh, pull it up. Um, well, first let's talk about your game tonight. Yes. It's Friday. It is Friday night. We got Florida State on a road game at Louisville, which I believe Louisville played last Friday night too. Uh, there's a couple teams in the ACC that just Louisville and NC State somehow always get these home Friday night games, which I don't fully understand why. Um, as a Florida State fan, it has not been traditionally our best um, scenario for us, uh, and it's gone sour quite a few times. So I don't look forward to this at all. Um, I am a little worried that if we win – our entire fan base will immediately assume we're all the way back, and I don't fully buy into that yet. It's a very classic Texas Longhorn move. Um, however, this does feel like a game we should win. I think you should win. I mean, the book says you should win. You're a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. I think at the end of the day, that should be a – you're – the, the world thinks you should win. Y'all play two decent games. I mean, one, the Dukes doesn't count. Correct. But I think beating LSU in Louisiana is huge. I think that is being kind of overlooked at. A lot of people are saying, oh, Louisiana lost that game. No, I think y'all blew it, but ended up coming out with a stronger outcome. Correct. And we were only able to get in that position to win anyways because we had dominated the first three quarters of the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I will not be taking this bet because I typically almost never bet on Florida State to win. I do what I call the emotional hedge. Yeah, for sure. Where I decide, hey, Jordan, you're going to pretend to be my magic genie. How much would I pay you to have Florida State win tonight? Honestly, 100 bucks. That's worth it to you for one win? For this this particular win? Yeah, maybe like 100 bucks. We're talking like Miami. I mean, I'd probably pay like 500 to be honest. Um, <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I was thinking like, I'm assuming some kind of mob boss is like, Hey, can you put a fix in the game? It's going to cost you Jordan for this bears package. Oh game. no, no, not even a mob boss, just a, a magical genie in this, uh, hypothetical right. situation. Less sketchier but, situation. Yeah. Let's guess your less sketchier and a little bit more fun. Um, so what I would do is sometimes I would say, okay, I'll take Louisville's money line. Eh, let's do 30, 30 bucks, maybe 40 bucks. Right. Either Florida State wins, and I lose 40 bucks, but I'm happy because Florida State won. Or I go, well, shit, I guess at least I made it some money. No, financially, I get what you're doing here, because I would pay for wins as well. Yes. Uh, that being said, I'll make a pick for you, Joe. Okay. I'm taking the home dog. Louisville plus three. I'm buying the extra half. There's 73% of the tickets are on FSU. That's a road favorite. Short week. I mean, it's not necessarily short week since y'all have had a time off, but I think FSU still wins. But if you can give me the plus three and a half and buy an extra point, I'm taking it with Louisville. I think that's a smarter bet because I don't want to bet Florida State or Florida State money. Like, 
spread or money line simply because, hey, there's a good chance at home you're going to lose to the home team. So I think the smart bet, the financially correct one, would be going against the public, adding an extra point, making it 130, 140. Did we figure out, uh, wasn't there something with their Louisville's quarterback situation? Uh, Randall Cunningham's kids, the quarterback, and he plays pretty damn well against y'all. Don't tell me. Oh, my goodness. What's his name? Is it Malik Cunningham? Yeah, correct. Malik Cunningham. Great. By the way, we do have a special guest here today as our secretary or notes taker. Producer Pat. (laughs) Can we introduce him, Joe? Yes. Pat, uh, go ahead and give your prediction on tonight's game. Hello, everybody. Uh, So I have a bone to pick with Louisville. I'm a a massive UCF fan, and they've had a number for the past two years. Uh, They just beat us last Friday, so I'm still very sour about that. But this is a tough one. Because I also really don't want Florida State to win this game. And I'll sit here next to Joe. He knows exactly why. UCF is uh, a part of the big four in my eyes here in the, in the state of Florida. And we're not going away. We're that annoying gnat that's been in everyone's ear. We're here to stay. <laughs> so Florida State, I've been really enjoying their downfall. And uh, I'm not ready for them to get back on top yet. So. I love the attitude of self-proclaimed <laughs> national champions. 2017, some may say. Maybe even the NCAA record books may say national champs. I don't know. you got to look for yourself. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know who I want to win this game. I'm very torn on it. Um, but I actually do think that if I had to, I would, I would take Louisville here. I think that would be my pick. So thanks for having me here, by the way. This is going to be fun. I just want to apologize for that nonsense you just heard on the podcast. Uh, one, UCF has never won a national championship. Two, uh, UCF is not part of the big four in Florida. There is no big four. It's actually a big three, and even that is being friendly to Miami, um, which why would we ever do that? Uh, yeah. Hey, I just want to look at the trends here real quick. So, Pat – I don't know if you actually even made a pick, but let me know if you did. In this matchup overall, the overs hit four straight times. These Seminoles are one and five in the last six meetings. The over is six and two in the last eight meetings, and the home team against the spread is five and two in the last seven meetings. That being said, I'm doubling down on my Louisville pick. I'm going to put down a two-unit bet on Louisville tonight, and I'm going to make it towards. I'm going to buy a point. I'm going to be a little precautious about it. I don't like that two and a half. It's going to be at three and a half points at minus, I think it's 135. I'm going to double check. I'm going to say it's there, one, maybe minus 140. Um, I understand your logic. However, I don't know. I don't think Louisville is a better team than us, just objectively and unobjectively. Um, I don't know. What was the over-under at? Just haven't, sorry. 61? Maybe I was seeing oh, something right else there. <laughs> it is at 56 and a half. Mm. That being said, that's a high over <laughs> on a Friday. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, Louisville played last week UCF on Friday, right? So it's not like a short week. Correct. Okay. Um, you know what? Based on the trends, I sort of like the over. I'm looking at my overs page here just to double check, make sure I didn't write it down. No, I'm staying away. Let me kick back stress out at the uh, Florida State bar tonight watching with the people I'm betting against yes we will be at key bar in downtown Austin uh, a little shout out to key bar yeah always a good time um, yeah so I, I guess we'll, we'll see how that goes tonight um, I have Florida State hopefully by a touchdown tonight yeah I don't really have anything on the ne- I don't really have anything on the next game 
Air Force Wyoming. I don't like betting against the military. Um, that being Except said, didn't you do that last week? Remember? Yeah, against the UTSA Roadrunners. Meet me. <laughs> I mean, and to be fair, good fought battle by the Army. Like we said, we never we never lose. We only win and we learn. And I think Army learned about the Roadrunners in overtime last week. That being said, as a Texas fan, I'm fucking terrified. This is the ultimate letdown game. Wait, who's Air Force playing? Air Force is playing Wyoming. I'm oh, sorry. Wyoming. What got a little distracted here? Gotcha. Just because the Roadrunners got me going. But let's. I don't even want to touch this game. I think Air Force is awful, but so is Wyoming. If you're having to take a bet and there's a gun against your head, take Wyoming with the point, 16 and a half. But yeah, let's get on to the Saturday games. You want to start with Texas UTSA? Absolutely. Because I already started talking about it. Absolutely. I did. I forgot that that was this this Saturday. Yeah, and like I was saying, terrified of that team. Um, they fucking fight. They fight every fucking game. Uh, they had their first game against Houston, lost in like triple overtime by a field goal. They went to another overtime game against Army. I mean, I'm, you're fighting against the actual military, so I think that's a really tough battle. Uh, the the line started off at 14-point favorites and has dropped into UT's favor of 12.5-point favorites. Now, I really do feel that this is a trap game. This is the definition of what that is. We just came off of an incredible high, a moral victory like no other against Alabama. <laughs> the boys were ready. The boys were prepared. I can see it. There was absolute fire in them. Can you get up for a game that you think you should already win? It's that type of attitude that scares me. But this being said, I was going to come on the show today and I was going to pick UTSA plus 12 and a half. I won't do that anymore. UTSA put out a hype video. Oh, no. In their road whites on UT campus, dancing on top of the Capitol. That being said, this is the dumbest move I've ever seen by a college football program. Give me UT by 12 and a half. That is an absolute lock. I don't care who the quarterback is. I know we're we're kind of like not sure who the hell's playing. Correct. It might be it might be Hudson Carter, it might be Charles. It, we don't know. That being said, I don't really give a shit. Somebody's going to get fired up. Like there's no fucking way this not even a real school team, UT of San Antonio, is going to come to the main place and then say, hey, we're going to do a hype video on your own home court. What a bunch of jackasses. Yes, this is going to probably backfire spectacularly, which is what everyone loves to watch and see. Um, is Are you any, at any point nervous based on what we saw in the first two weeks? Yeah, I'm still nervous. I'm nervous over you too. The hat show that you only get like six days of making fun of A and M before they start making fun of you because you guys. Lost. Oh, I I will always make fun of A and M no matter how low I am. <laughs> I will. They will never be as good as I am. My lowest low will not even reach their highest high. They're scum of earth. Interesting. Okay. That being said, we can talk about that game later. But let's start off with the noon games for Saturday morning. We have Syracuse and Purdue at Syracuse. Syracuse is a one and a half point favorite. The total on that game is 59 and a half. Any thoughts on this? 
No, I mean, in a matchup between two programs that I would probably place fairly similar, uh, you know, give me the minus a uh, minus one twenty at home. Cool. I mean, it's I'm probably kind of on the same thing. I actually got this yesterday. I already locked it in. I got Syracuse minus one. There wasn't a money line option for me, so I just took the points. Okay. And the reason why I did that, I had a good list. I think Syracuse is undefeated against the spread in September. That is pretty damn good trend to keep running with. It's it's one of those things where I giggle in my head and I go, that means fucking nothing. And then, like, you see the stats of, like, Patrick Mahomes has, like, 48 touchdowns and three interceptions in the month of September. You're like, no, I think those well, actually actually, maybe do there matter. Is yeah, I mean, the Orange are 4-0 against the spread in the last four games in September. They're 7-1 against the spread in the last eight games following an it against the spread win. Right. They're 6-1 against the spread in the last home games. I think all the trends are leaning that way. These schools have never met each other, so there's not really a thing to kind of compare them to. Yeah, it's just one of my pet peeves is, like, people are like, oh, 12 of the last 13 times these teams have played. And you're like, it's college. Every two, three yeah. years, it's a com- completely different team. You know what I mean? Like, uh, sometimes it's different coaching uh, styles. Like, like you know, does Georgia Tech, does that graphic go up where it says, like, okay, they haven't beaten whoever, let's just say Clemson, in 10 straight tr- tries. Well, well eight of those tries where they were running the option, the triple option. I mean, to know? be fair, the same stat was coming on where it was like UT 7-1-1 one, and one against Alabama Lifetime. I was like, well, that's kind of dumb. The fact that there's a tie in this trend is uh, – Correct. Is already outdated trend, but we this is the first time we play them in a hundred years in a regular season. But yeah, I get what you're saying here, but I'm just looking at how Syracuse plays at home in that jacked up dome with no AC. I think weird shit happens in Syracuse. I think it's really not have AC inside the the... no, they're in New York, they don't do that. It's just a hot fucking mess. And that every time I'm watching them on have you been there? No, I don't want to go there. It sounds awful. (laughs) You don't want to go to the carrier dome. No, Isn't that what it is? it's just a hot fucking dome with no shit in there. All right, so picks in for Syracuse. I got them at minus one. Joe, you're on them on the money line. Yep. Uh, next game up is probably one of my locks of the week. Georgia at South Carolina. Georgia is a 25-and-a-half-point road favorite. The over-under on this is 54-and-a-half. Joe, any thoughts? Obviously, South Carolina is not good. <laughs> Do we really know how good Georgia is? Uh, South Carolina is so bad that I'm going to take any team against them at whatever spread. Really? I think Spencer Rattler is mentally fried. Also, something I'm looking at here, weather's really nice. No wind, 82 degrees. But yes, back to what I'm saying. Spencer Rattler has been these this Facebook, or not Facebook, face of quarterback you robot quarterback on netflix high school quarterbacks the next big five star and he's absolutely not lived up for that hype and i feel like there's just too much pressure on him and mentally i think he's cracked and he's done okay but 25 and a half is a weird number right like georgia could win 31 7 and you lose your bet i think georgia's got a better so my thought process on this was they did. They covered that against Oregon, correct? Correct. Oregon's a far better team. Are they though? Yes. Okay. There, there's not even a question about I just, it. I just like to troll. Oregon is a things. far better team. Uh, I think to twenty-five and a half. If you if it was so, thirty, I would take it. 
here's the thing. If it's 25 and a half, then you are saying that you feel pretty confident Georgia's going to score 40. Yeah, and I actually think I have it here. I think I have the I have the under 55. Now that has dropped a little bit. I do think this might be a 50 to nothing type game and that's why I was like okay, 55 seems literally Georgia's going to have to score every point in this. I think Georgia's defense is going to really mess up with Spencer Rattler. He's not that good. I've said that several times now. Okay. I think you might see a 40 point, 40 to nothing or 40 to three type game. Okay. That's, that's why I like the under. I, because you're going to literally have to count on Georgia the entire time. I, I like the spread at 25. Like I said, if it was at 30, I'm still taking it because that's how bad this team is. Okay. This is the worst team in the SEC. Better than Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt beats South Carolina. Interesting. Okay. Which I have Vandy in my picks coming up soon. We'll get to that. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So, next game we have is the noon kickoff. Is Big noon kickoff. Big noon kickoff. Game of the week for Fox, according to them. Oklahoma at Nebraska. I'm sure when they planned this, they were expecting a much bigger fireworks. Now... I have some very interesting thoughts on this. I've heard you have some spicy takes on this one. Uh, I will not be partaking in your spicy takes. All right. I really do believe after a coach is fired, that team typically covers and possibly wins outright. This is at home. Uh, More historical stuff with Nebraska. This is the first black coach, not just in football, but in any sport in Nebraska history. I know that's <coughs> not that surprising if you think about it. That being said, I think the boys are buzzing. I think they're ready to go out there and fight their ass off. I am not going to take the Nebraska. I'm not going to tell anybody or advise anybody to take the Nebraska money line. I would say take the 11 points. It's already kind of dropped down, but the juice is still it's it's at 10 and a half, but we're damn near even money on that. I would take it at 11 at minus 115. That I can see Oklahoma beating Nebraska by 10, but I can't see them winning more than that. Really? I watched Oklahoma, and I, it's really hard for me to watch Oklahoma, but I watched them against Kent State, where they can't read, can't write. Uh, that being said, uh, Kent State is a goddamn <laughs> action school that is on the bottom <laughs> level of that. Can't, can't yeah, can't read, can't write. By the way, I need Maction back, but we'll get into that. Later. Yes. <laughs> they that is a bottom level Maction school. And Oklahoma didn't score until 10 seconds into the first half. I just I think Nebraska is going to come. This is a big game for them. Big noon's there. The fans are going to be hyped up like, "Hey, Scott Frost is gone." Pe- the people are already happy. If you like them or not, there's a change happening. A lot I think of people like them. Who? Pat UCF fan checking in here. Scotty Frost took us to a national championship in 2017, so I am a Scott Frost fanboy. Uh, only you guys played in the national championship in 2017. We, they didn't give us a chance to, but if we did, oh, okay. we we, okay. we win that game. But Scott Frost was the only coach to take a team from winless to undefeated in two seasons in uh, FBS. So I'm a fan. Very sad to see what happened with Nebraska. He probably brought it on himself, so I can't defend him very much. And he had plenty of time. I watched Georgia Southern win that game last weekend and, you know, shed one tear for him, but it, it was time. I do agree 
that. I think this team gets I fired up. Southern. Did you? <laughs> I think this team comes out fired up. Do they think they're going to win this game? I don't think they necessarily think that, but I think there will be a shift mentally. This coach is bringing some excitement, and you know the season is probably lost, but these moral victories matter, and I think Nebraska is ready for that. So I do think they do come out fighting more than uh, maybe some expect to. So Thanks, Pat. Thanks for the insight there. As a believer of Scott Frost, unfortunately, I do think Nebraska fans are happy. I think they are pumped. Really? They're amped. Uh, back to the game and back to the, like just looking at this, I also like the total here. It was at 66 this morning. It's now at 64.5. Um, here's what I'm seeing. Winds are going to be over 10 miles an hour. There's going to be a 90% chance of rain throughout the day. Um, take the under. That itself is my favorite total of the week. Take the under. I already got it at 66.5. If you take it at 64, you're fine. This is not going to be – this is going to be like a 33-20 to 20 type game. I like that. I like that. Uh, Which I think I said 30 to 20, 30, 23. It's going to be around that range. I I agree with the under. Um, you know, that might be something I put in one of my teasers too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Let's get going. My favorite, another favorite dog of the week is Western Kentucky at Indiana. Are you just going after all like the middle class blue blood like universities? This is where college football is fucking made, Joe. It's not about. We are never going to get sponsored by CBS if you keep up attacking all. These no, but bases. realistically, the fact that Indiana is favored by a touchdown is hilarious in all matters. Western Kentucky is not a bad school. It's a very high scoring team as well. Um, give me the six six and a half points. I'll even be safe buy an extra half to make it seven. I actually bought that yesterday at seven before it moved to six and a half i actually legitimately love this pick love the hilltoppers been a fan uh they've got a good replacement for billy zap of last year i i'm a western kentucky guy and i think indiana is highly highly favored too much here like this that's gross okay i mean i don't really know too much about either of these teams um (laughs) See, I watch the bad football games, guys, so you don't have to. Correct. That is my role in life. That is what we're here to do. Um, next couple games, I took a couple passes. I have nothing on Notre Dame. Notre Dame Cal. I I don't know what you get out of that team. The boys were buzzing against Ohio State. Looked like a top five team. Then they lose to Matthew McConaughey and the We Are Marshals. I, I mean... At home. At home. That's, that's probably the gross part. If you want to lean... I would probably lean over over 40 and a half because I could see Notre Dame flat out scoring 40 just because. What, uh, what's the Notre Dame Stadium? I think it's just Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah, is it really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not. It's, I was like thinking, a, I was like, oh, it's not the big house. It's it's a fucking Catholic school. They're not selling out, you heathen. It could be the St. Francis Stadium or something. No, it's just Notre Dame, fo- Notre oh, Dame okay. football. Notre Dame football. Notre Dame. I got I mean, nothing on that. Do you have anything on that, Joe? If if Notre Dame doesn't win, I mean, you know, they typically do not have a very easy schedule. People were talking. Some people were putting them in their final four. I did put them in my final four. Uh, those are preseason predictions, Joe. I'm still thinking. I'm, <laughs> I think I'm still batting maybe 75% depending on how Texas does. We'll see. Okay. 
right. what do you got for BYU Oregon? That one's actually pretty interesting. Uh, BYU coming off a pretty tight game against Baylor. And I can truly see this as well as the way I think about the Texas game. This could be a letdown game. Um, I'm on Oregon. I don't like the three and a half. That's already moved for me. I had it at minus two and a half on Tuesday. Uh, I bought it again on minus three. By the point down, I like Oregon as the home favorite at three points. Uh, That being said, I also love the over on this. I think this will be a high scoring game. Um, this is good, clean fun right here. This is good, clean fun football. This might be a, I don't know, good afternoon game to watch, take a nap through, wake up. You're like, holy shit, they got 89 points on the board already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, uh, BYU isn't in the Pac-12 yet, right? They're joining the Big 12. Oh, okay. I thought they were joining the Pac-12. BYU is, I think, an independent. Yeah. 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 But I thought I knew they were joining somewhere. I just didn't know if this was a future divisional preview or not, but. Hmm. Yeah, so that being said, I just think this is a letdown game. This is the letdown of Baylor being a top whatever ranked team. I think they were top 11. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, minus three and a half, you know, just take it down to three and then. Yeah, buy that the down to team. three. Don't. What is an extra 10 cents going to hurt, right? I never like picking Oregon to win anything, but uh, I would probably take them in this matchup. Up next, we got Ole Miss at Georgia Tech. Didn't really have anything for this. I'm just double-checking my notes. I can tell you I have nothing for this. Um, this Georgia isn't... Tech's played well lately. Mississippi, I haven't really watched or paid too much attention to. There's only one real school that's, I think, the two decent schools out of the SEC this year. I don't really give a shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you. I'm just going to skip this one because it's two, two teams I just don't care about. <laughs> All right, next game I see up here is Penn State-Auburn. Do you have anything for this? I think I would lean I, – I mean, I don't know. I don't know how good we really truly think Penn State is. Um, obviously being ranked uh, going into Auburn, that's going to be a big game for them, a big game for them. That Auburn crowd will be ready. Um, kind of like Auburn. I kind of like. I, I I believe in that. I mean, I'm not. I have not taken this as a pick, but if you're gonna say, "Hey, give me the home dog at three points," I'm in. I'm I'm not locking it in. I'm not. But I I would agree with that pick. I'm not calling you crazy or anything like that. That's a decent pick. Yeah. I think it's safe. I think Penn State's not that good. Me too. Well, I, 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 just, I mean, I watched that. I uh, say that, but I also naturally always assume that. <laughs> fair enough. So, I'm trying to find this game, and it's simply because I want to have a quick shout-out for my favorite football program that's not Texas. Uh, is it Rutgers? It is Rutgers. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, Rutgers, once again, covered. One outright week one. Mm-hmm. Absolute shock the nation. Duh. They came out week two and were 44-point favorites. I did not bet them. I did not. How much did they win by? They won by like 80. I didn't know that they could Rutgers score. Rutgers beat somebody by 80? I didn't know that they could score that many points. I think it was like 55. Did they play three. Incarnate Ward or whatever? <laughs> Incarnate Ward won last week, man. No, but it was incredible. But this week they are playing Temple. Yeah, Temple at Temple. Rutgers is an 18-point favorite. Um, I'm not going to 
make that mistake again. Rutgers always covers. I didn't listen to myself. Give me Rutgers 18 and a half points. Mm, 18 and a half is, is a lot. It's not my favorite number to bet. Um, that's a hard one. <laughs> you don't have to have a play, bud. Yeah, I, I think I would stay away from this one. I'm just trying to help out the listeners and viewers and all that stuff make money. Next game I have. I'm just trying to go down the list. Okay. Did you hear about this Old Dominion game? No. All right. Old Dominion is at Virginia. Virginia is an eight and a half point favorite. Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech this week one, right? Correct. At so, ODU, though. At ODU. So ODU has a mascot that is a puppy lab. They were asking Virginia, hey, can we bring our mascot? It's a puppy. Okay. Virginia said no. Really? Virginia hates puppies. <laughs> wow. That's, I mean, no, no, no. Therefore, huge if true. I see the public is already on Old Dominion. And I think we're doing that for because we love dog lovers. We love puppies. Give me Old Dominion plus eight and a half. And you know what? Put a little sprinkle on the money line plus 260. I think not letting that dog in is a curse. I don't think Virginia needs any curses, but uh, yeah, uh, I like that. I, I mean, I like the eight and a half. Getting eight and a half is a good number, and ODU we know is a strong team, um, and I don't believe Virginia is. So yeah, absolutely. All right, next game we got. Just trying to find if we were there. All right, Michigan State at Washington. You got anything here? No. Uh, I'm looking at this. Is a, Washington is not a top 25 team. They have not been However, there for a while. Yeah, they are favored by three and a half against Michigan State. Is there an injury thing there? Is Michigan it, State also looked pretty rough. They did not play that great last week. I mean, they're number 11. You know they're not a uh, slouch. So let to me speak. look at this. Let me look at what's going on there. That that seems a little weird, and it's pretty clear that people are still betting Washington. Both schools two and zero. Both schools are two and zero against the spread. Maybe it's the fact that it's an East Coast team going to the Pacific. I guess. I mean, no. I mean, this, so I'm looking at Michigan a, State. They. Can you see the percentage of the money? Yeah, let me get that popped up real quick. But looking at this, Michigan State beat, uh, what was it, Arkansas State by 55? Yeah, so, so what is the difference? Because it feels like if it was the number 11 team, there'd be a lot of public money on it. I'm wondering if there isn't some sharp money that's affecting this line. We're pulling it up right now. Um, With that being said, I really don't have much on this, but I'll – Probably put something if I can find it. Um, let's see. Yeah, keep going, keep going down the list. I don't. I saw Wisconsin. I didn't see uh, Washington, but it's probably a late game. I would assume. Go down, go down, right there. Right there. Yeah, there's a huge amount of people on that. That's a public dog. 
That's a public dog. 70% of the money or 70% of the bets, 65% of the money is on Michigan State. This seems like a fucking trap. I mean, we we said the same thing when we saw ODU Virginia Tech week one. Make It makes me want to lean towards Washington, yeah. even though it's clearly already been adjusted that way. But that makes a little bit more sense. So you got any pick on that? No, I'll still stay away because I don't know enough about the teams, and it does seem like a weird one. And when it's like those – what I don't like to do is is bet on them because I won't be upset because I won't have enough information to be upset about, if that makes sense. Makes total sense, Joe. All right, we've missed a couple games just because of the weird layout, so I went to this page instead. Uh, Texas State at Baylor. Baylor is a 29.5-point favorite. The over-under is at 40 – I'm sorry, 53. Any thoughts on that game? I will actually try to go there tomorrow morning. Right before the UT-UTSA game. You're going to try to go to that game? Yeah, it's about an hour away. Why? Because <laughs> I love college football? No. Listen, I, I like... Uh... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, to me, I'd be like, oh, if I'm going to Waco, I'm going to go to um, Twisted Root Burger. Shout out to them. Just their Saturday. Were you really? God. Uh, had a great burger. It's a great burger. Great burger. Non-local pieces of shit. Yeah, sorry. Waco is from... absolute scumbag of a town. <laughs> Fuck you, Chip and Joanna, for trying to make that place cute. <laughs> oh yeah, this is. That being said, <laughs> I actually do have a pick on this. I know it sounds a little crazy. Um, I'm not taking a spread here. Texas State does have fight in them. I ha- I know a couple of the linemen as well. <sighs> Out of respect to them. I'm taking the over of 53 and a half. Is that because normally you would rather take Baylor, but you're like, I can't take Baylor? I have no problem with Baylor. They're... Doesn't sound like you... I, I don't have a hate for Baylor. I think my entire life they've always been just like the tune-up game of the conference. And now that they're relevant, it's so... like good for them for being relevant. It just took a couple Art Briles sexual mishaps to become relevant, so... So yeah, I think that, the equivalent for, for me growing up uh, was Florida, right? Like, I, I, I definitely up. hate the Gators. You cannot compare the two. Shut your fucking mouth. Absolutely. You because... cannot compare growing up with me having Baylor getting... Baylor was what Kansas was as today. Well, now Kansas is fucking too. Now let me try to rephrase this. Baylor was Nevada University. UConn University. Baylor would be happy and stoked and have a parade if they won one game a year. So what I was going to say is (laughs) you hate Baylor mainly because of Waco because you actually hate Waco where it's located. I just think it's a shithole of a town that I have to drive through. And there's 35. There's always traffic there. It's never been fucking I'm saying Gainesville, same thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, anyways, my pick on that is Texas State, Baylor, get the over 53 and a half. There's Rutgers. Finally found a real fucking page. Mm-hmm. Here, Pat's got something. Just real to quick, got to chime in with some you know, UCF knowledge here. Got to take, damn it. take it back to the year 2013. Oh uh, just, you know, when you bring up Baylor, it just takes me back to the Blake Bortles-led UCF team that took down Baylor in the Fiesta Bowl. And the reason I bring it up is 
We were 17-point underdogs, UCF, and we won that game 52-42, which was the largest margin ever overcome in a BCS bowl game. I just got to shout that this out. This is not oh, nice. a pro UCF uh, program, guys, if y'all are listening to this. Yes. Uh, this is not a pro UCF program. Fadish uh, is here helping out. If anything, it will normally be an anti one. We're just letting him get a, a couple shots in. All right, next game that I actually have a pick on is South Alabama at UCLA. Now, I'm not sure if you've seen the images and videos of UCLA and their loyal fans. There might be more people at an express game than there is at a UCLA football game. Do you think I could win the 50-50 at the UCLA game? Yes, because there's only six people there. If I, like, there's a, I like the odds. No, and that's really how it is. And I think South Alabama actually has a decent school. Uh, they do play pretty fucking well majority of the time. 16 points is a lot. I There is no fan. There is no home field. South Alabama is going there to have a good time. They're going to win Saturday. They're going to party up Sunday. They're going to come home on Monday. Go back to class. It's going to be a good weekend for South Alabama. Give me South Alabama plus 16. Interesting. No sprinkle on the money line. Okay. No sprinkle on the money line. Okay. Uh, let's be real here. UCLA is still a program. Okay. Uh, let's let's be let's be cool and cognizant of South Alabama. Uh, listen, uh, I'm just happy to see you uh, cool and calm after like all week the text about Nebraska money line. Dude, I'm still sprinkling a little bit on <laughs> Nebraska money line. I am telling people don't, but in my heart, I think there's a fishy thing going on with Nebraska, and I'm pretty confident they they could pull some shit out of their ass. So we were talking about how much you would pay for like a victory at when you were at the Texas Bama game. Was the Bama 401k factoring in at all? <laughs> the Bama 401k is actually in shambles right now. I don't know if that. Team, oh, no. I don't know how they're going to do against the real SEC schools. Like if that was the loudest place they've ever played in. What's up? <laughs> I, I I just can't help but think the SEC is complete crock of shit about like how good their fan base is. I'll I'll know soon. I'll be at the LSU Tennessee game in October. But why? Because I love college football, Joe. What the <laughs> fuck? Why are you questioning me, Joe? <laughs> I I just uh, secretly have always been obsessed with your sports travels uh, because you you do these random events like he went to the hot dog eating contest and participated i'm sorry um, that's a random event that's a the staple of this fucking constitution of america <laughs> jesus christ joe you were pissing me off second you're fucking here oh that being said uh going down the list we've already talked about oh this is a game i didn't put a pl- bet on but i'm very uncomfortable with it uh new mexico state like we talked about one of the worst college programs yep Against Wisconsin. Wisconsin's not good either. That's kind of a weak Big Ten team. Okay. But 37 points seems like a lot for a team that can't score. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I always try to match or match up with the rosters and be like, okay, how many five stars, how many four stars, whatever. And I just feel like at almost every position, Wisconsin, in theory, should have better players. Should is the key word there, but that and they're at home. They're at home. The jump around song will be going on. I thirty seven seems like a lot. This could be simply a thirty three to nothing type game. Uh, 
That being said, no, I don't even like the over-under. Don't even, I don't like this game at all. But I just thought, how fucking weird is that spread? Yeah, that is weird. All right. Uh, next game, I do have a play on this. It is Vandy at Northern Illinois. I think home of Jimmy G, I believe. Could be incorrect there. It's one of those fucking Illinois schools. Really? I did not know that. Pretty confident it is. But that being said, I actually want to go back to what I was saying. I think the SEC is overrated. I think Northern Illinois money line would be the smart play here. The Salukis. The Huskies. Oh, who am I thinking of? I have no idea what you're thinking of. Probably Eastern Illinois. I don't know. But these are the Huskies. Uh, minus 135 for the money line. I do like that. Um, I'm definitely going to take the under 60, 60 and a half. That is one of my favorite locks this week for the totals. That is not going to be a high-scoring game. I know we saw Vanderbilt score shit ton of points against Hawaii. Hawaii is awful. Northern Illinois has a decent defense. They always have had a decent defense. This is definitely going to be a game that goes under. Yeah, I think I would definitely lean towards the under in this one as well. Just trying to look down the list. Anything where you see here? No. Georgia Southern getting 12 points. Yeah, and that's going to be my next pick, and that's what we're going to talk about. Georgia Southern at, what is that, University of Alabama, Birmingham, UAB. Give me the 12 points. I think Georgia Southern is a decent squad. Uh, Who did they just recently beat? Nebraska? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're on a high. I think that's one of the better programs, and they're getting 12 points. Yeah, why not? That that is actually one of my dog picks that I wrote down earlier this morning. Give me the Georgia Southern plus 12. Yeah, I think I would also lean towards that. Um, and just leaning towards maybe taking that in one of my teasers as well. Yeah, all right. Have you have a teaser built up yet? No, there. I have some numbers. Uh, we, you know, we talked about the Nebraska under. Um, I am looking at this Georgia Southern one because I can get a 25. That's a great number to get in a teaser, plus 25. <laughs> back, to, back to my Kansas talk. Um, they're oh playing lights out. Uh, they are going to Houston as a nine-point dog. So Kansas at Houston. Houston is a nine-point favorite. The over/under on this is fifty-eight. I don't have a play on this. I was saying if you did. No, because I mean, yes, Kansas certainly looks like maybe the best they've been in a long time, but also it's only been two games, and they're going to be playing. How do you score thirteen points in overtime? They did it. They scored 13 points. Fucked up my over last week. Or under last week. Wouldn't it have been 12 points? So they got the touchdown when they first got the ball. Right. Got the touchdown. So that's seven. Then they got a pick six. Honestly, all that guy had to do was just fall to the ground. The game's still over. But he ran it all the way back to be a dick. Uh, talk about a bad beat. That was one last week. I just didn't want to talk about it. Because why would you ever talk about Kansas? <laughs> Correct. But he completely fucked my live betting under. <laughs> Ruined my life. Yeah, those ones, you don't really learn anything other than like, hey, no, it's this a is fucking just flick. a 2% chance that shit could happen. Alrighty. I don't have any, I'm not touching Alabama this week. If anything, if you are going to take Alabama, take the team total of 54 and a half. Uh, they might put up 80 on them. I just, I don't really feel comfortable laying 49 and a half. 
I do feel comfortable with them scoring 54 and a half, though. Yeah, I need to see this Alabama team actually run up the score after last week. Yeah, and you, they probably will. Uh, next game I have is Liberty Biberty against Wake Forest. Liberty, 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 Liberty. I have the over of 63 and a half. These are two high-scoring teams. This is going to be an absolute shit show. I like the over as well in this game. I think Wake Forest wins. They don't get close to covering, which is a 17-point favorite. I think you might see like a 54 to 40 type game. That might Does that sound right? Yeah. 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 I, it's just going to be an absolute shit show. Like, there's no defense involved in these. Uh, that being said, take the over at 63 and a half. This could be a game that where you see it goes up to like 100 points. Those are always the best. It is fun. Uh, next up, we have Marshall coming off of a huge win in Notre Dame. I have the over 51. Actually, it's dropped to 50. Lock that down. Marshall at Bowling Green. Marshall is a 17-point favorite. I think the book has given them a little bit of respect here. Um, that being said, Bowling Green is also a bottom-tier action team. Um, I think Marshall will score a shit ton of points. I think Bowling Green will get get some points, some garbage points at the end. 50 doesn't seem like a lot to me, so I'm taking the over. Man, this is tough. Um, I would probably maybe look at Marshall in a teaser. Um, they're certainly a good team. I don't really think Bowling Green would be a hostile place to play. Um, <laughs> You've never been to a matching school, have you? No. I've only been to one. It was Kent State, where they can't read and can't write. Who do they play? Do you remember? I think they played like Northern Illinois. Oh, okay. But no, Maction's one of the peak levels of college football to watch. I am still, even though sometimes you think like, okay, they had such a huge win last week. Maybe they're a letdown. Yeah, they, they could have a letdown, but I still think they're going to score points. That's why I'm not taking them at 17. They might win by three. They might win by like a touchdown. But it, I don't, that's spread's too big for me, but the over, I love it at 50 and a half. Okay. All right. Uh, Toledo at Ohio State. Any thoughts on that? Um, Ohio State? By a good amount. Ohio State is a 31-point favorite. The over-under on that is 62.5. Uh, Toledo does have a decent coach. Uh, he gets boys buzzing. I think a couple years ago they played Michigan and covered. It was not It was like another like 35-point spread, but they covered. So this is kind of the same matchup for them. Uh, no play on that. I don't really care. I want to see Ohio State play another real team now that Notre Dame kind of comes off as uh, fraudulent. Very interested on that. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I like Ohio State by a good margin in that. All right, next game. We got Texas Tech at North Carolina State. Texas Tech will be going to the Tobacco Triangle. North Carolina State is a 10.5 point favorite. The over-under on this is 56. I would probably lean towards NC State money line if I was doing a parlay. Okay. I actually really like Tech. I don't like to say that a lot. Um, Texas Tech did have a good week last week against Houston. Come back. Or they actually had to lead the entire game, but played pretty much to the end. Won in overtime. Stormed the field. That was very embarrassing for a program to storm a field against a 
damn near top 25 or like a barely top 25 team. But that being said, hey, they may have some moxie in them. They might hang in there with North Carolina State. North Carolina State, they have not played well in my mind. I was really high on them at the beginning. They sort of played like shit. But they ended up pulling it out. I mean, I'm looking at against the spread. They're both 1-1, one and one, both 2-0. and oh. uh, Trying to look at the trends here. Yeah, the over's gone, hit four of the last Raiders four games. Uh, Raiders are 6-0 and oh against the spread, and after a against the spread loss. I mean, that shit, dude. Yeah, I like the over at 56. I like Tech at 10.5. Give me both of those picks. We should be fine. Okay. Ooh. I see a spicy one up there. Yep, uh, UCF has just crossed the board, so we might as well have Pat the microphone back. Uh, UCF is going to Florida Atlantic, one of the four or five Florida teams, right? The big, the big five. The big five. If you include yeah. AU, yeah. Anyway, Central Florida is going to Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic is an eight-point dog. UCF, the road favorite at minus eight, over under sixty-one and a half. What do you got, Pat? Well, I just want to say, first of all, yeah, as long as USF's not included in the Big Five, I'm allowing the Big Five in the state of Florida. FAU is welcome into that. But I, I, US, UCF had a bad game last week. We could have beat Louisville. We definitely lost ourselves the game. Have a little bit of quarterback troubles, but I think I've been watching closely a lot of interviews this week with Gus Malzahn. We're going to write that ship this week. I think we're going to have a better game plan with JRP. And I think that we do pull away by the end of this game. FAU is going to give us a fight. Um, we had a horrible time with their stadium last time. Fans were stuck outside of the stadium for the whole first quarter. So we'll see if they figure that out. But UCF fans are not excited to go there. But I think that we do kind of get back on track here. So I take UCF um, minus eight. All right. Thanks for that, Pat. Once again, this is not a pro UCF show. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're uh, actually not anti them. It's just – Interesting, we have a guest here that is pro-UCF. I've never met one before until today. <laughs> there are literally dozens of them driving around in the Gus bus. That's right. Uh, yeah. I got nothing on this game, Joe. I probably would take UCF minus seven. I would tease it down to, uh, to seven and ride with that. But, um, yeah, I mean... Many a team have been uh, upset by FAU over the past few years. Uh, that is that's, uh, Willie Taggart, right? Taggart's there yep. with his son yeah. as a quarterback, I believe. Yeah, yep. so that's a spicy one. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Uh, I'm nervous. But How devastated will you be? I mean, that will be the end of the season. That, that will be it. So we, we've got to get back on track. Here. What is your goal as a UCF fan? For a I, no, let me tell you what. <laughs> like, what before, the hell? Before he like grabs the microphone, let really me tell saying, you. Are really saying, like, I'm going to be a college football playoff team? <laughs> Yes, first of all, yes, you don't know him, but yes, absolutely. Um, his second thing is, can UCF gain any bit of traction against any of the schools that are perceived bigger? Which, Fair enough. You know, historically, uh, probably people would lean towards USF, but uh, I would probably consider UCF better and bigger than, than USF at this point, for sure. Um so he is rooting for the downfall of the big three, rooting for his own team to do well, and then also equally rooting against all the other small Florida schools who are their best-case scenario is being UCF. 
I won't deny some of those claims, Joe. Uh, the realistic answer is this is our last season in the AAC. So what we're aiming for is one more conference championship here. Houston's got a loss already. Cincinnati's got a loss already. So we're on track for that. I know a lot of people think the AAC is nothing. Uh, power six, some might call it. Uh, but, you know, we're headed to the Big 12. So really, really what we're looking for is just to go into the Big 12 with some momentum. Um, I think actually what's happening right now, I'm, I am a realistic UCF fan. I know I don't sound like one. I do think this is good for us right now. We're being humbled. We're going back to, hey, we might get nine wins, and that's not a bad season. We don't have to be undefeated every season. There's a lot of unrealistic expectations <laughs> for Knights fans. So the real answer, let's get a conference championship, and we'll see you in the Big 12. Who um – that's going to be the last time Pat talks. <laughs> yeah, we're cutting him off after this. But uh, last question. So you go into the Big 12 next year. Who is your dream rival that 10 years from now you're like, oh, man, us and these guys play each other every year. This is going to be our big rivalry game. Dream. So I think we're heading in with a rivalry against Cincinnati just based on the last couple of years. But I actually would love for BYU to be that rival. Uh, I would love for us to form one with them. I know that it might not make sense in your eyes, but in terms of what I want, in terms of what I want, I would love BYU. Uh, beautiful stadium. I would love to make that trip back and forth. And I just think both really interesting, unique programs. The independence of BYU. They, they do have a lot of fans along the way. And even though people got sick of UCF recently, we used to have a lot of fans. You know, during our ascension. So I think it'd be I fun don't to think see anybody thinks of y'all. <laughs> hey, we're out there. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, no, we promised no more UCF talk uh, for the rest of uh, the podcast. So um, I think I missed a game, and I do apologize, but have we talked about Miami, Texas A&M? No. Because it's right there. going to save that for last. No, let's get straight into that. Uh, Interesting here that Texas A&M gets a uh, primetime kickoff. Not to, not to throw salt in the wounds, but... There is no salt in the wound. Uh... <laughs> Save the best for first, right? That's what they always say. Yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, big news coming out of the College Station this week. Uh, they have decided finally to bench King as their quarterback. Oh. Max Johnson, uh, son of Brad Johnson, Super Bowl champion and FSU alum. His kid will be starting for Texas A&M. That being said, um, keep your enemies close, right? Yeah. So I've been watching a lot of Max Johnson at LSU. I thought he made a good move by transferring to the devil, but other than that, that's a good move for him. Sure. Um, I personally think he can throw better than King, but he cannot scramble and move in the pocket. He is like a damn statue out there. Oh, just like his dad. Just, ex- <laughs> yeah, some things just don't. Yeah. Some things just happen. Yeah, runs from the family, an apple not far from the tree, whatever we want to say about that. But that being said, Damn near touchdown is a lot of points. Um, that Aggie defense, I was actually was like saying, hey, that's a, the wrecking crew is back. I said that, maybe. I don't know what the wrecking crew is. That's what they're called. Let's leave that alone. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of cult things going on in the world of AM, so there's some things that just. Pat, remind me off podcast to tell you about uh, Jordan's uh, ability to give you random bits of Texas knowledge that are all like batshit crazy yeah they're the wrecking crew but that being said i just don't think they're that good uh that app state game really showed me a lot uh i think a&m does win i think miami covers i think a&m is going to go in there win by a field goal 
I am looking at the AM money line here. Um, straight up, just minus two fifteen. So right. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it just. So I'm sorry. Let me let me. You don't like the six points. I could live with the six points. Um, I think that if I was going to put it in a parlay, though, just to make it feel okay, I would probably just do the money line. Cause That's a lot of juice for a team that lost to App State. It is. It's a team that should be fired up. And uh, as we've stated before, I am very actually pro Jimbo. I know. Jordan, close your ears. Um, I think they are going to be ready to play. And UM has just kind of coasted so far. Um, I don't think they've coasted, dude. They That offense looks damn good. They were... I know they were down to what was against Southern Miss, but, I mean, they came back one by damn near 25 points. It could have been it could have been bad, uh, especially because it was already going bad all over the country for other highly overrated teams. Um, I like Cristobal, man. I think he can. I think he knows how to handle these situations. I do, I do, and I hate it. I hate it. I might just be bitter, but you I, are I, bitter. It's it's fine. Yeah, I am too. Trust me. There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of things I have against. Come on, all right. We're going to give the Pat the microphone one more time. I promise. Again. I promise. Not ECF on this one. I just want to give a re- recap. I was at the game last week. I saw the cult that Jordan speaks of. It is a very strange place. Uh, and I really did love seeing the upset, as Jordan has all said. It's just college football, baby. And I loved seeing App State come in there and win. I watched the defeat in the eyes of all these Aggies as they left the stadium. And I do think this quarterback change is exactly what they need. This is a must-win game for them. They have to get back on track. King ain't it. I watched him. King was not it. And I we'll see how Johnson does. But I do think they win. But I do agree with Jordan. I actually think it's going to be a close one. So I actually would take Miami at plus six. Pat, I'd give you a gold sticker. You're back in. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, back to what you're saying. I mean, Pat, realistically, the, the whoops and the chance. Did any of the shit make sense to you? Because I've been to three or four games, and I think they're just yelling out random letters that have no real spelling. It's like H, W. Yeah. Number four. And it's just the dumbest fucking thing. I'm going to go on a little Aggie rant here about why I don't like them. Why are they dressed in military clothing and not a military school? Not one of them is going to the military. I agree. Why do they have man cheerleaders in military outfits? Uh, listen. Now, I'm not saying I hate the military. I'm not like Joe over <laughs> here betting against Army. Uh, that being said, I just don't understand. Like, why are y'all a military school that's not a military school? I do very well in those kind of situations you look at fraternities you look at A&M you look at the military all of them could be described as very similar from uh, the organizational standpoint um, and the type of people that um, I don't know succeed in those things uh, it just makes sense to me um, I don't know why I don't know I have no background in the history of it um, doesn't make any sense to me Texas A&M has always been just a weird school um, that apparently has loads and loads of money. Um, I really enjoyed when they lost. All of the FSU Twitter, uh, the memes were about, uh, well, if only they had nicer facilities, because that was like a huge thing of why Jimbo said that he was leaving was, you know, FSU wasn't willing to spend to compete with Texas A&M's facilities. It's already funny because Jimbo's flirting with the idea of leaving already to West Virginia, which, come on. Jim, I... I actually wasn't a Jimbo, anti-Jimbo guy. 
at Florida State. I didn't really care. I was happy that the Knowles won that year with Jameis. I'm, I, if anything, I became more of a Winston fan. That being yeah. said, the second he stepped on Aggieland was the moment I realized, okay, he is now my number one enemy. He is somebody I'm going to hate for a very, very long time. If he went to West Virginia, would you still feel that way? No, I actually would not care. If he recruits and cheats the way he does in West Virginia, then yeah, I would probably care is a little bit. Is there anybody who could be the head coach at A&M? Who you, it, like in any, it could be any sport. Would, if Ted Lasso was at A&M. Honestly, if Mac Brown decides to coach Texas A&M, I would still probably be a love. I love. I would be less shitty about Aggies. What if? Uh, what if Post was the coach of a I would support Post in all of his endeavors, but behind his back, I would talk shit nonstop. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but okay. I would, to his face, I'd support everything he does. Like, I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we do that normally anyways. Yeah, yeah. My final thoughts on a I did go to the Midnight Yell, which is the tradition I have the night before the which game. Which is the very viral video of them. Yes, and I got to watch that live, and, and I absolutely love that it was going around. Where they, I don't know if you've seen this show where they make fun of the team coming in. and so Yeah. Yeah, and they're going around saying how dumb the App State people are. They can't read and write. But it was like the guy – I thought there was something actually wrong with the guy. Like, who gave him a microphone ever? Yeah, apparently that's just how they talk. That's the best speaker it's, at A and M. Yeah, that's the best I could find. It is <laughs> that's very. That's the, the best guy. That is the number. They're like, we need somebody to speak to a big crowd of people. All right, let's go with that guy. He's good. And you're like, holy hell! But I've been to those as well. I have family that are Aggies, and that's why I'm so probably anti-Aggie. That is every single week, and then they do the circle dance, and they do like a ring around the rosy thing. Circle dance, I'm not going to lie to you. I've told you this a thousand times. It's kind of cool to see when you're live. It is a very trippy thing. You feel like you were actually swinging. You're not even there. Um, that being said, everything that they do with the chants, the whoop, all of that after every pause, whoop, is obnoxious. I think the Florida State Knoll oh, is obnoxious because y'all just do it for any reason at any <laughs> given time. It's never expected. But at least it sounds unison and school. Rather than a bunch of whoop, whoop, whoop. And like it's just coming from everywhere. It's just the stupidest fucking thing. Okay. I, I, I do feel, sorry, it's a school that has gotten so deep into their tradition, they're not even sure why they do it anymore. And there's all these chance things that make absolutely no sense. And it's just people doing it because they're showing, hey, this is what you do. So, Would you rather be stuck on an island and just have the A&M chance going off or the Arkansas stuff going off? Arkansas makes sense. <laughs> And therefore, I'm Isn't taking, it just the sound of a pig? No, it's... Uh, I, I feel bad doing this because it's a recording. But you get your jazz fingers out, and you go... Whoop. Are you kidding? <laughs> I did not know that's Whoop. what it is. And then they go, pig, suey. Whoop. But then you uh, said that they do that the entire game. No, uh, so I've only been to a baseball game with Alabama... Or, I'm sorry, not Alabama. Arkansas fans. Never been to a football game. I can only imagine what that's like. But anytime a run was scored, uh, a strikeout happened, that would happen. But at least oh, I, so this is an awesome one. That's not. That's not this fair. Is, what do you mean awesome? Like yeah, that's fun to do. It is. It is really creepy when you're there in, kind of like in the lines in with Arkansas fans, and then that starts the going Lions off dead with Arkansas fans. <laughs> Dude, so I took a friend. From Ohio, Ohio State Buckeye guy. He's a big Maction guy too. Yeah. Graduated from Kent State. That being said, he's never really experienced Southern football per se, like he or yeah. baseball. I took him to a game like that, not really telling him or giving him a heads up notice for the Arkansas chance. 
But it flat out, he's like, what in the fuck is going on here? <laughs> he's looking around, like holding onto his seat. It, it definitely is probably, it is really annoying. But if it's your team, I can see where you love it and I get it and I understand that. Because I'm the opposing team, I hate it. Sure. That being said, yes, if I'm stuck on an island, give me the pig suey people over any Aggies. Okay. I, I like to think like Arkansas is like the Diet Coke of <laughs> Texas A&M. They are very, very similar. Interesting. One makes sense to me. The other one doesn't. <laughs> That's the key thing there. Arkansas goes, you know what? The military's not just for us. You know? No. <laughs> we, we don't fit into you know, uniforms. Dude, it just does not make sense. Uh, let's let's get back to the books. Sorry, guys, about that detour. We're almost done with college football. We'll get to the NFL. Uh, I think I have three more picks that I wrote down on my paper. Uh, I do want to talk about college game day, game of the week. The remaining champs of week two, App State hosting Troy. App State is a 13.5 point favorite. Any thoughts? No. Um, it's in a matchup like this, I just lean towards the home team. Um, I'm not too worried about points uh, in either way. Um, I don't know. It's, it's one of those ones I probably won't bet on because I don't want to pay attention to it. Yeah. I mean, I, you're going to have to pay attention. It's game of the week. What the hell? It's, Luke Holmes is out there as a guest picker. Doesn't. And now, uh, if they, they, I will start watching again when it's bowl season and they're playing like another, like, like, could this be the second upset of their season? That being said, uh, App State has Troy's number. This is a pretty lopsided rivalry. I'm taking App State minus 13 and a half. Uh, they're that's a team that's not gonna have a letdown game. That team literally plays like that every goddamn week, and we got to see it live and in person. Pat even got to see it. They play, they come to play. Okay. Uh, last couple picks that I have. I picked Colorado plus twenty eight. Let me try to get those numbers popped up against Minnesota. I think the Big Ten West is pretty brutal. Uh, Minnesota isn't that good. A lot of the bets are on Minnesota. I don't like that big of a public favorite. So, yeah, Colorado, give me the 28 points. Okay. Uh, USC minus 11 is my favorite play, and this is going to be my biggest bet of the week. This will be a four-unit bet, and it's already dropped down to 10 and a half. I am all in on USC. I'm actually taking the the quarter, the second quarter, fourth quarter, every quarter I possibly can, the half. They are going to cover the entire time. Fresno State is not going to be able to handle USC's offense. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I actually like that a lot. Um, but this is another team that's definitely going to go into either. It's going to go into parlay. It's going to go into I've already, I've already put on tickets for Caleb Williams for MB, or not MVP, Heisman. I've put in, I am so sold on this team and I fucking hate Lincoln Riley, but how it, I'm more impressed that he turned. What do you mean? He's, he's uh, away from, yeah, he's away from me. It's like, it's great, but I've always assumed like, okay, he just inherited a really good Bob Stoops team. Okay. And so I don't think he was ever that great of a coach. Would you take him as coach of the bears? Uh, no, I'd rather him be a cowboy coach. 
Interesting. Just so Cowboy fans have to be conflicted about that as well. <laughs> uh, but that being said, no, the, the fact that he's turned that program around, I'm sure they're spending shit tons of money on recruits and stuff. That is probably the best offense in football, in college football. Uh, over 41 and a half points, they're going to hit that over by third quarter. Okay. Uh, lock that down, Pat. That is going to be an absolute cover. It's my, one of my favorite teams to bet on. I actually have it on my book as an auto bet. Anytime the line comes up, I auto bet it every single day. You can do that? Yes. I uh, My book's very, pretty fucking cool. It's very uh, Just, risky. I, I don't care. So it's, that's so you're saying the Alabama 401k could actually be a real thing. The Alabama 401k is a real thing. <laughs> I'm still investing into it. I, I just feel like I'm a little nervous about it now. I mean, <laughs> no, the markets are crazy right now. Markets you know? are going up and down. I feel like there's a little scare last week. And yeah, okay. th- that being said, I'm damn near done with college football. Have a couple more totals that I at least want to go over just because these are kind of like background games that nobody gives a shit about. Jacksonville State at Tulsa. Give me the over 56. Uh, we got Tulane at Kansas State. Give me the under at 48. None of those teams can fucking score. Uh, I think I already talked about Vandy, Illinois. Uh, Iowa State at Ohio. Not the Ohio State. This is Iowa State at Ohio. Miami. I No, just Ohio. Under 47 and a half. Also, two teams that don't even know how to throw the ball. They believe in just running nonstop. That is going to be an under at 47 and a half. That being said, I'm done with college football. Joe, any thoughts, prayers, anything you want to bring up tonight? No. Um, I'm hoping for a good game, and I'm hoping for just no anxiety. All right. You know? <laughs> You're going to have that. But I want to recap my picks real quick. Uh, Louisville. Minus three and a half. I got a two units on that. That's at minus 135. I got University of Texas as a favorite. Syracuse minus one. Georgia to cover. Nebraska to cover. Western Kentucky plus six and a half. Cal Notre Dame over. Oregon minus three and the over. I got Auburn plus three. Old Dominion with the spread. And sprinkle a little bit of money on the money line. Washington got Washington as the favorite Texas State over South Alabama plus 16 Northern Illinois minus 135 and the under Georgia Southern plus 12 Liberty over Marshall over Texas Tech plus 10 and a half with the over Miami plus six App State minus 13 and a half Colorado plus 28 USC every single way you can bet them bet them they're going to win that game outright or by a thousand I got Jacksonville State over, Tulane game over, and the Iowa State game under. Whew! I don't know how many picks that is, but that's way too many. Do not take any of those. You can go fuck yourself. (laughs) All right, let's get into NFL Week 2. We kind of talked about it at the beginning of the show. Uh, Thursday night was absolutely fucking incredible. I've already started off 1-0. I've technically started off 2-0 in my real bets with the under on that. So I'm feeling pretty good about this. First game I see coming up here is Miami at Baltimore. Baltimore is a three and a half point favorite. The over under is 45 and a half. Any thoughts, Joe, this is your team. Give me the dolphins with the points. Um, I don't know. Uh, honestly, eh, 
there's a lot of different outcomes that could happen in this one. Um, I'm pretty excited to watch this one. Um, just because I want to see Tua versus the Ravens defense. I want to see is Tua good enough, which mostly looked like he's been so far, or is a Ravens defense just dog shit? Have you seen Tua's uh, Yeah, I don't really want to talk, discuss. Press conference. Uh, <laughs> see, like, if I can't see you, you can't see me. But if I could see you, I could see you. So he is now one of my favorite quarterbacks to listen to. He is second to Jameis. Um, and simply because he, he said no those words, of getting number one. simply because he said those were exact words, I was like, man, this is a good toss up. This might be a good game. Just uh, kick your feet up, grab a beer and watch. No, absolutely no. not. I think the Ravens, I wish there was a reverse teaser on my bet. I wish you could add another seven points to that. Really? Spread. I'm dead serious. You're that Dolphins team is going to get their shit kicked in. I will say this. I don't think the Dolphins have the ability to do to get their shit kicked in. There are some teams who can play really good and really bad, and I think we are just slightly above average, and we're one of those teams that everyone plays pretty much at our same level. Uh, yeah, I mean... I'm going to go off of some trends here, Okay, and this is the reason why I like this over the Dolphins. Ravens are 9-3 and three against the spread against teams with winning records. And yes, I granted it is week one, but at least they cover against good teams. That's what I get out of that. Yes, that's fair. Um, you know, they're going to try to control the ground game. Um, I just don't know. I feel like Tyreek's going to catch another bomb. Uh, and, you know. I just picture myself doing the, the Waddle touchdown dance. Uh, all no, me too. I love it. And honestly, the trends are screaming the under. Uh, if you want me to go down those real quick, uh, Dolphins are 5-0 and to the under in the last five road games. Under is 4-1 in the Dolphins' last five games, allowing less than 15 points in their previous game. Under is 8-2 and in the Dolphins' last 10 games with a straight-up win. Under is 4-1 in the Dolphins' last five games in Week 2. And I'm just going to go to Baltimore's unders because there's a lot of things going there. I uh, can also say I kind of like the Dolphins team total over 20 and a half. Over 20 and a half? Yeah. <sighs> it's not It's not a huge number. It's very attainable. It is in the NFL. That is a big number. This isn't college anymore. No, I know. I'm just saying like. I, I, I think the Ravens defense is decent. I know losing Kyle Fuller is tough, but Kyle Fuller can be replaced and he has been replaced with the Bears and I think it's definitely possible that that's next man up situation it's not like you're really losing too much there i don't know we'll see this will tell us a lot about either team my official pick on this is ravens minus three and a half um i feel pretty confident even up to maybe five points if the line moves that way it is friday so we have no idea what's going to happen by sunday mm, that I don't, being I don't said think that line's moving nah they'll probably stay, stay there all week Let's talk about the Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets at the Cleveland Browns. I like the Browns' money line. <laughs> at minus 290. The Browns are favored at 6.5. The over-under on this is 39. That is a sexy over-under. That just screams exciting football. I mean, that being said, Cleveland Browns are releasing a new half-field logo. It is going to be the Elf. Is it what? <laughs> I was wondering if Joe knew what the mascot of the Browns were. 
No. What? What do you mean? <laughs> so, anyways, the Browns a are going to. Cleveland Brown is an elf? No, this can't be real. So, Joe's just now finding out about this. Uh, that being said, this has Brownie been. Brownie the, the elf. Yeah. This has been. I saw a picture of this on Twitter. I didn't know what I was looking at. I looked. I thought. I would just glance at it. I assumed it was some stupid Notre Dame logo, but. Nope. Notre Dame keeps it classy. Uh, this is the 19, I don't know, 40s, 50s logo that they had back in the day. Okay. Uh, I actually kind of like it. I was going to say, I, I don't think, hate it. I think the fans are going to be pumped up. Uh, that being said, uh, what I looked at this game, I just only picture Chubb and Hunt running. Yeah. I picture this being a very time of possession type game this is going to look like a 1940s and 50s game that being said give me the j-e-t-s jets 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 at plus six and a half really you know what i liked it so much i put in my circa millions picks <laughs> and everybody else was on board surprisingly everybody was on board really? with that yeah uh, i don't know about this no, I love the Jets. I, I'm a big fan. I think they will come back. I think the Jets last week against the Ravens. I mean, I think the Ravens' defense is that good. I'm pretty confident we'll see Joe Flacco in there. Uh, we might see some Mike White. I just think it's going to be a closer game. The fans were chanting for Mike White last week. I was chanting for Mike White in my <laughs> living room. On my 17-screen TVs over here watching all the games, I'm just like, man, I want more Mike White. So I'm locking it in as that at minus three and a half. I'm sorry, minus, Jesus fucking Christ. Plus six and a half. Next game. This is the first time Detroit Lions are favored in like two years. Washington Commanders at Detroit Lions. Lions are favored minus one and a half. The over under is 48. Give me, I'm going to go contrarian here. Everyone likes the Lions. Give me the Commanders. We're on the same team here. Really? I'm. I, did you watch the Commanders game? No. Uh, Carson Wentz looks like Brett Favre in 1998. Just slinging the rock. Four touchdowns, 300 yards, a couple interceptions. Who gives a shit? He still won the game. That's Brett Favre's status right there. I know Brett Favre probably not should be talked around I can't on the show. I remember if it was the Jets or the Commanders, but one of those teams like threw the ball 59 times week one or something. Definitely probably Carson, but that's what he is. He's a gunslinger. He is that is what he is. I'm I don't think he'll ever really believe in the fact that he's a bad quarterback. And I know that's a really bad opinion. Really? That I, I just feel like the system was always set up for him to fail. And I think we can now see the that system now. where he had Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman and the best offensive line in the league. Hey Joe, who won last week in that matchup? Who won with Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman? Did they win? No, they tied. Exactly. So what I'm fucking saying is, I don't think Carson Wentz was set up for fucking success there. <laughs> if Matt Ryan can't do it, I don't think anybody can do it. I don't think Matt That Ryan. being said, I fucking like Carson Wentz. And I'll say it here on the goddamn show. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to play this back later on. No, you can play all kinds of shit back. I know what I said. <laughs> I say dumb shit all the time. <laughs> but yeah. Respectfully. Uh, Carson, Carson Wentz will... It's going to be the same game. Now, the thing I fucking hate about the Lions is that the same reason why I love them. They don't stop. They could be down 80 points. They are still going to keep playing their damn heart out. And that's so, a great Coach Dan Campbell team. 
and they do love to cover, but in this case... That's too... I've never been able... To, it, it's been two years since I've been able to pick them as a favorite. I, I can't now just pick them, just because it's no. an option. Yeah. That's why I'm going Commanders. I like it. I am also leaning towards Commanders. Perfect. Now back to the team I was just talking shit about with Matt Ryan. The Indianapolis Colts are going to Jacksonville Jaguars. This has been interesting. Uh, Colts have not won there in a while. I think they're overdue. Yeah, so Jaguars are a three-point dog at home. The over-under on this is 45. Um, You think they're due? Yeah, this might be like a six-point teaser type of game. Um, but I don't know. Uh, a good offensive line, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. I just feel like uh, particularly that division just gives it to the Jaguars always. Um, and that's probably where I would lean. So a lot of people are actually betting heavy, heavy on the Jags. And I think it really is because, hey, they haven't won there in Jacksonville in however many years. I just, I like, I'm on the same page as you. I don't like really agreeing with you often. But that being said, I'm kind of, I think the Colts are due. Uh, if the Colts don't fucking win, I wouldn't be shocked if everybody's fired. What was your take on the Trevor Lawrence uh, pregame speech hype? Uh, I think video? I sent this to the group. Yes, you did. Um, dude, fuck that guy. <laughs> I, I, how could you be that fucking lame? It. I mean, it was pretty lame. All right, boys, let's go get him. You, you gotta be. All right, guys, me. we gotta, we gotta play good today. Let's go out there and uh, play good. It's like, um, okay, give me Jameis. <laughs> it doesn't matter if Jameis has no arms, no legs, or whatever it is. Jameis could, on the phone, sound more inspiring than Trevor Lawrence sounded in person. Yeah, I, I definitely sent that in the chat. I was like, this guy, I, I wouldn't even run through a paper for that man. <laughs> like, he is... Uh... Dude, the only pro I think that kid has is it's it's his hair. I don't know. I don't in even the like pros, cons list... He's got great hair. That's really what he's got going for him. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, all right, well, uh, on to the next game, which has uh, our favorite quarterback in the entire league, Jameis, at home against maybe Tom Brady and the Bucks? question mark? We got a very weird thing with that because this is kind of the same thing. Buccaneers have not played well against the Saints in the regular season. Um I love home dogs. Uh, Buck, I'm so let me go through the spread real quick. Tampa Bay is at New Orleans. New Orleans is a two point dog. The over under is 53 and a half. Uh, money line is plus 110 for the Saints, minus 130 for the Buccaneers. Seems pretty even. Um, if I'm just looking at the spread, I'm taking the home dog. I am going to take the home dog as well. Um, I like the – I might like that over, I, honestly. Um, I would also love to maybe go into a little prop action here. Jameis to throw over um, one and a half touchdowns if it's available again. And I would love to have Jameis throw his interception. <laughs> um, uh, this is going to be a classic Jameis game. Uh, I cannot wait. Outside of the Ravens-Dolphins, this is probably my second uh, most favorite game that I'm looking forward to. Um, and hopefully it'll give us some clarity on are the Bucks good or are the Cowboys just that bad? 
I think that Bucks D is good. I think I think you saw exactly what you would see from the Buccaneers. That's going to be a team that probably wins the NFC this year. Mm, I'm not buying it. Not yet. Yeah, that being said, uh, yeah, I'm Saints dog. Give me the two points. Uh, next game, we got the Carolina Panthers at New York Giants. New York is coming after a gigantic win against the Titans. New York Giants are favored probably for the first time in two years as well at minus two. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I'd probably lean Giants. Give me the fucking Panthers in a heartbeat. Really? This is an absolute letdown game. Uh, Panthers probably should have won that game against the Browns. I think I'm a little salty because DJ had a, a parlay with like four wide receiver overs and three of them like like AJ Brown was like four minutes into the game had already hit his over. Uh, but DJ Moore let me down so bad. Uh, I don't understand what happened. Um, I'm a little worried as, uh, as someone who has DJ Moore in a, in a league. Um, I don't know what's going on. Uh, McCaffrey had like what 20 something yards rushing or something he just wasn't able to get going i mean i don't think that's gonna be the case this week i think the giants are still a bad team i even picked the giants to cover last week i just thought that was a fluke that they won um panthers did everything they could to win that game they literally had the browns have to kick a damn near 60 yarder to win and if you're a coach you're like yeah i'll take that like force them to kick a 60 yarder or 58 yard field goal yeah. When the time's expiring. So that's why I'm saying I think Panthers come back. They'll beat the Giants. Giants basically had their Super Bowl week one. And they look like they won the Super Bowl week one. Therefore, I am not buying that again. So give me the Panthers plus two. Next game up, we got the New England Patriots at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tom Brady versus Big Ben. Just joking. We have a completely different matchup. This isn't what we're used to. This is going to be probably a shitty game. Yes, this is not going to be a, a fun one to watch. This uh, isn't what we grew up with. Sorry, Post and D, if you're listening. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I would almost rather watch any other game, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I am a little curious to see if the Steelers' offense really is that bad. Um, they got a, got bailed out by their defense many times last week. You know who was ranked uh, 32nd in rushing week one? <laughs> Who's that? Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not, it's not great for Najee. Yeah, that being said, uh, with T.J. Watt being out, I think Cam Hayward was struggling. I think he might play. He may not. He's questionable this week. I doubt he plays. He looked like he was pretty banged up last week. Uh, I don't like the two and a half. Give me New England money line minus 140. Okay. And also, that under looks amazing. 40 and a half. This is definitely a 14-10 type game. Give me the under at 40 and a half as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that might be in one of my teasers as well. Um, teasing that up to like 53 and a half and then really feeling good about it. <laughs> All right. I think we're done with the noon games there. Okay. Let's get on to the three o'clock or four o'clock, wherever you're located at. The Atlanta Falcons at the Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams are a minus 10. Over under on this is 46. I'm going to tell you right now what I'm doing. I already know what you're doing. I just don't know that I can like actually like press the button for it. <laughs> I've already pressed the button. There's a ticket locked in with it. I, I just can't. I don't think I can. Give me the Falcons money. 
No, I don't think the Falcons win outright, but I do think they cover. Ten points is too much. This Rams... I Watching the Falcons last week was fun. That was the definition of fun. It was exciting. I was... Well, you're clearly not a Kyle Pitts uh, fantasy owner. I, why would anybody be a Kyle Pitts fantasy owner? I do not understand <laughs> the hype behind the kid. And especially as a person that hates Florida as much as, like you say. I know. Anyway, it's not the point. I know. Uh, 10 I points myself. is a lot. Give me the fucking Falcons. Plus 10 and a half. I'll actually buy the point. Give me... I will take nothing in this game. <laughs> That's fine. Actually, maybe the over. That over does look damn good, actually. Put me down for the over as well, Pat. Pat, any thoughts on these games so far? God bless. UCF isn't on the NFL board. <laughs> I can talk about the UCF players in the NFL, but I don't think you want to. <laughs> All right. Uh, next game we got is Seahawks at San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers is a minus 9.5 point spread. Over under on this is 40. Now, I don't understand this line. Do you? I don't understand it either. I feel like the world wants us to bet the Seahawks. I have questions on how we saw the Seahawks look amazing, beat Denver, and they're going in against Trey Lance, who looked terrible, uh, against a team that lost their starting running back. Um, yeah, let's not let's not completely shit on them, uh, the 49ers. But to be fair, they played in a monsoon last week. Did not look good. Uh Damn near hurricane, go Bears. Um, we were able to do well, but that being said, I think there's a rain cloud following Trey Lance. We have the exact same weather about to hit in San Francisco on Sunday. Really? So this over under has dropped pretty heavy, actually. I remember it was at I'm trying to look at what it was originally, but it was originally started off at I think like fifty. It went down ten points already. Yeah, because the weather is going to be that bad. Double checking my work here, but I remember seeing it drop pretty hard. Oh man, maybe I put that one in the teaser as well. That being said, I feel like the world wants us to bet on the Seahawks with plus nine. Um, that makes me very uncomfortable because it's like the complete opposite of what you would react to from week one. Yeah. Yeah, it opened up at forty-four. I'm very crazy. Okay. That was way off. That being said, I'm gonna take the bait. I'm taking the rat poison. Oh, boy. I just don't think... I can't bet that big of a fucking... That many points with a rookie quarterback. I think I'm leaning towards the Seahawks plus nine and a half. Plus nine and a half? And then, yeah, give me the under at 40. I think that Monsoon's going to fuck with him. I don't think we're going to get a real judgment on Trey Lance just yet. Um, But nine and a half. Gino looked good. Can't help but think that they're going to keep carrying that. Okay. I love divisional dogs too. That always gets me going. Yeah. This is a divisional game. They keep it close. Okay. Yeah. Nine and a half seems like a very good play. Looks like uh, next one we got the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Dallas Cowboys. Now, are have you figured out your plan yet? I will be boots on the ground. Boots on the ground in Dallas Cowboys Stadium. I will go there right before the Red Hot Chili Pepper concert. Okay. Boots um, on the ground. Um, I was lucky to get this, and we talked about it on the last show. I was lucky to get this at halftime. I had the Bengals money line at plus 110. The Bengals spread at plus 2.5. Wow. I have a couple tickets on that already. And then Dak Prescott did everything he could to make my investment pretty strong. He high-fived the Buccaneers player and broke his hand. 
I don't think that shows leadership. Um, wait. Okay, I didn't watch this game, so I, I'm not. I assuming look you're at joking. the look at the replay of when he breaks his hand. He basically high fives the Buccaneers guy. Well, he's throwing. Oh, sure, whatever. Okay. He literally okay. high fived them. He high fives them too hard. He can't handle a high five. That's fine. I was fine. gonna say if it had been an actual high five, like the internet would have broke itself. That being said, seven and a half points is too fucking much. That Micah Parsons defense is something else. It's out of this goddamn world. I'm and I I've been dogging the Bengals. So I've been seen, on the Super Bowl hangover. We've seen the past couple years when Dak Prescott is hurt. I mean, the Cowboys are not just bad. They're gloriously bad. Like, they struggle to score any points, right? And then now, yes, absolutely, I think, you know, Burrow will have an interception or two or a fumble or whatever. But, I I, I mean, they're still going to put up points. They still are, but, Joe, what if I told you this? Cooper Rush came in week eight to start for the Cowboys against the Minnesota Vikings. Very similar spread we got here. Cooper Rush flat out won the game. I think if you look at Bengals' history against the Cowboys, especially with Joe Burrow, I think seven and a half points with the Cowboys seems like my pick. I think the Bengals win. I think it might be close. I think Cooper keeps them in the game. I am not a Cooper Rush fan. But I do know what Cooper can do, and I think Mike McCarthy knows what Cooper can do. He'll make a playbook that's comfortable to him. They'll do everything in his power. They're going to keep it close. This is going to be a very tight game. Give me the Cowboys plus 7.5, and and give me the under at 42. I'm going to go Bengals. Uh, I'm going to probably take it down to like 6.5. That's fair. And then I'm also just going to sprinkle a little bit. Mike McCarthy, first coach fired. (laughs) That's that's a Mike McCarthy, first coach fired investment four hundred one k plan. So underwhelmed with him. I he's I a fat he was fucking fairly, fairly good in Green Bay, and then like he was awful with Green Bay. Like, yeah, now I'm starting to realize like I just completely misread that one. All right, next game: Houston Texans at Denver Broncos. That's right. That being said, the Broncos are minus ten. The over under on this is forty five and a half. Tends a lot because I feel like Davis Mills is Blake Bortles 2.0 and that he's a covering son of a bitch. Um, How dare you? Sorry. Uh, and Davis Mills is the next John Elway. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, I like the Broncos. The Bronco, I definitely think the Broncos are going to win, and I have the Broncos this week in Survivor. Well, you know where I'm going. You're going with Davis? I'm going to keep betting until it proves me wrong. Okay. Uh, Texans plus 10, easy money. Uh, Davis Mills always covers. Kind of like Rutgers. Yeah. Rutgers, Davis Mills, Chicago Bears football. It's my three pillars of faith. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't have too much else out of this. Um, I, uh, I'm i going to check pregame for their – uh, yeah, and pregame, we'll do more. I'll tweet under. out more props and more picks that we go through. We're just looking at spreads here today. Uh, next game up, we got the Arizona Cardinals at the Las Vegas Raiders. This game is interesting. The Raiders were favored three and a half to open up. And 
And then Devontae Adams said his grandma is going to be there, and the entire league was like, oh, shit, this has never happened before. God, don't you love the fucking internet? <laughs> Anyways, the spread now is minus 5.5 Raiders. The over-under on this is 51.5. I'm going to take the Raiders at 5.5. I watched that Cardinals team. I don't think the Cardinals are, uh, what do you call it, the um, defense is good at all. I think they're no, they lost bad. a lot of key people from last year, and that's they're a shell of themselves. Um, no, I think if you if there's a prop, I think if you take you got to take Carr over 300 yards. You got to take the over on whatever Devontae Adams' receptions are, the over on his receiving. Yep. I watched that uh, Raiders uh, Chargers game last week, and I was like, damn, Carr has literally just only stared at Devontae Adams nonstop the entire game. That's correct. So, yes, I think that secondary for the Cardinals is going to have a very bad week. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't have much else to say on that. Uh, give me the Raiders. Uh, might look at their team total as well. Um, I think they're going to put up some points. All right. Here oh comes boy. the next game. Here it comes. The moment we've all been waiting it for. It is Chicago Bears-Packers week. Um, I mean, you know, the schedule makers are naturally like, hey, who doesn't want to see the Bears in prime time? Uh, and every you know fucking year. Do you think that every year they just hope for the one time the Bears are going to beat the Packers? And it's happened. Like, well, we've done it seven years in a row. But if we don't, if we the year, if we don't move this to prime time, that upset will happen, and then we miss out. So let's just keep running it back, over and over and over, and uh, and then eventually we'll get that moment when Aaron Rodgers is gone. So, I don't I, – it's always the worst because, like, if this was played at noon, less people would text me. <laughs> less people would bother me. I wouldn't have to turn my phone off during the Bears-Packers game. My dog doesn't hide under the bed when I'm screaming at the TV. Uh, that being said, let's look at the game here. Bears-Packers, we're in Lambeau. Uh, Ten points favorites for the Packers. The over-under is 42. Every single year this happens, I get in my brain and I go, Bears could win this game. And it happens every fucking week. Is that in your brain right now? Dude, I don't know why it is the way it is. I don't know how it works. I don't know if I have a I, – I, maybe I need to go see a shrink. But every single time this week comes, I think, you know what? Packers don't look that good. They don't well, have a receiver. Yeah, why I come not up us? with reasons. And I like kind of think about it. I'm like, why? You know what? The Bears aren't that bad. Robert Quinn's playing well. Roquan Smith is with the team. He's looking happy. Uh, it's always like literally just in my brain. I like hype myself up thinking we're going to win. And then we do some embarrassing shit. So I'm sorry that I'm for what I'm about to say, but I'm actually going to go the opposite way and see, as you said before, if I can't get an adjusted line of, like, Packers minus 20, because I think it's going to be more than three touchdowns. So, if you want to do this, actually, this is – I we need to find a book that does an action reverse or yeah or reverse teaser some way. But because, yeah, I, I'm not opposed to that. Uh, that being said, I'm taking the Bears plus 10. But I know deep in my heart what's going to happen. I know Rodgers is going to throw for five touchdowns at halftime. They're going to pull him. The Jordan Love era is going to start. Yep. Eh, and it, he's going to play poorly. Bears will have enough I time think, to come back and maybe cover him. Backdoor cover that. I 
kind of like the Packers D to score here. I like a Packers D uh, prop. That's not bad. Um, I will say this. David Montgomery, the last three games against the Packers, has had outstanding numbers. I think the uh, the Bears are absolutely have to run the ball. Um, that being said, at some point they do have to drop back and attempt to pass, and every single time they do that, I assume that Fields will be looking like Justin Herbert last night. I mean, Fields had a decent game against the Packers. I mean, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm trying to like sure every single week I go into this knowing I'm gonna win, and I know deep deep down I know it's not gonna happen. But okay. in my brain, I am acting confident. Same with as I did Texas. I was walking into the Texas-Alabama game. Anybody that was wearing crimson Alabama gear, I just went up to them, shook their hand, and said, I wish all the best. Y'all are going to need it. Y'all are going to need all the luck possible. Being a smartass about it. Little did I know we'd lose by one. But I feel like I do that every fucking Bears game. I go with Packers like, huh, Rogers going to suck today, right? <laughs> I always just to, like just to get him laughing. Yeah, a little like to kind of like be like, I'm not really hey, you're breaking the ice, breaking the ice here. Yeah, but damn, dude, it's gonna hurt. Uh, good thing is I will be. I'm actually gonna try to plan it out. Texas Live is right across the street from where I'm seeing Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm pretty confident I'll see the first half. I'll be able to be finished with the game. I can see where the game's going. Okay. I'll I have Wi-Fi at Globe Life Park too, so I'll probably be watching it and rocking out at the same time. I'm taking the Bears plus ten and a plus ten. It's not going to be pretty. Uh, I also like the over. I think Rodgers could score forty two points against us himself. It it's just a Rodgers re- like every time he has a bad week, he comes back the very next week and it's just like all hell breaks loose. I'm okay um, with just taking the Packers minus 10. I don't even think I'll mess with it. Um, if I push, I push. Uh, I'm not worried about that. Um, I am a little curious. So four teams, 13-point teaser means I can get Packers plus three. And the next matchup we're about to talk about, Bills-Titans. I mean, tell me how the Titans beat the Bills because the Bills actually had like three or four turnovers like gifted to the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions. And yet there was never a doubt at all that they were going to lose that game. Are Um, we talking about the Titans with the Giants? Oh no, sorry. The Bills, sorry. The Bills Rams is what (laughs) I was talking about. I'm saying Titans, but yeah, Bills against the Titans this week, minus nine and a half, feels like a gift. Like, if you're going to do teasers, this game is going to be in every teaser. The Packers game is going to be in every teaser. I don't like the way you tease. I I know we've talked about this. I feel like if you're going to tease it, tease it down to zero or tease it up. I personally, like, if. I'm taking seven, six points. Like, I'm looking, if I'm going to take a six-point teaser, so there's, I, my favorite teaser would be the Raiders at minus so there's five, five there's five options for teasers. Right, there's six, seven, ten, thirteen, right? And six and a half. Okay. Six, six and a half, seven, ten, thirteen. And depending on it, you either have to have so many um, uh, uh, selections, so to speak. Um, typically, the 13-point teaser, the biggest amount you're getting, has to be four teams. So right off the bat, you know, Packers and Bills, I mean, you know, you'd be shocked if either team lost, right? So you're getting positive points on that. They just need to win. 
Um, and then some of the other ones here, I mean, I, pr- I guess I probably won't put the Broncos in a T since I already have them in Survivor, and I don't want to create a scenario where I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just just scrolling through Twitter just trying not to see Let's Ride comments. Yeah. Uh, my pick for this game, I'll straightforward with you. I don't feel good about it. Uh, I'm taking the Titans plus nine and a half. I, actually... I can't. How? How? Um, the Bills could score 45. I don't think they will, though. I would actually am leaning the under at 30 and a half for the team total for the Bills. Put some respect on Gabe Davis's name. Yeah, I think uh, Stefan Diggs needs it more. But other than that, ah, that's my right. pick. What do you got on this? Give me the Bills minus nine and a half. Okay. And last Monday night game. Just real quick. Oh. And the Bills over 30 and a half team total. All right, cool. We're going against each other. I like it. Okay. Okay. All right. Last Monday night game. Uh, Vikings Eagles. I find this to be the more interesting line here because Vikings at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a two point favorite. Uh, over under on this is 50. Um, so here's what I learned. I can't help that last this week. is a trap. This is what I learned last week. The Eagles are definitely going to be good. However, they are almost probably going to be the team that always lets the other team back into it. Right, and that's where I'm leaning Vikings. And I feel like this is a trap. I feel like... I mean, being able to... If you could tease it up to Vikings like plus three or plus three and a half, like you feel great going into the game at least. See, this would be a game I would tease. Like I would tease the Vikings up. Not go through the zero. Correct. Right. This That seems like a game to tease. But that being said, I actually even want to fucking take them outright win. Moneyline at plus 120. Spicy. It's in Philly. It's uh, yeah, but it's a in, Monday night game. Which, it is in again, Philly, but it's not a Philly game where it's shit weather or anything crazy like that. It's Philly in the middle of September. This is, to me, the first... Um, real big screw up by the NFL of like scheduling these games an hour apart doesn't make a ton of sense for most places on a Monday night you know at least when they were doing like the East Coast West Coast games and then you could have six straight hours of football Um, these are two actually like watchable games that essentially we're going to have to have a TV and a laptop hooked up to watch or just be an adult and have two TVs Joe I think you are, as someone who has, I don't know, five or six TVs that I can see here right now in your studio, uh, I think you're not, you're overestimating how few uh, people out there have a similar setup. I don't even know I could live my life with just one TV. I've had the multiple TV setup. I don't need the multiple TV setup anymore because I just watch football at your house, but um, <laughs> For video gaming, it was quite nice to be able to play video games while watching something on Netflix. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That being said, lock me in for the Vikings plus two. Uh, Moneyline as well. I think Vikings win this outright. Uh, that's all I got. I think we finished the full college football slate and NFL slate. Sorry, guys. Long show. Yeah. Uh, any last words? No. No. Thanks to uh, Pat for joining us. Uh, we promise this will be the last of... <laughs> We're not a pro US UCF actual show. UCF talk. Uh, we will only be obviously making UCF jokes uh, per normal. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, make sure everybody to uh, check us out. Uh, leave us a review. Follow us on Twitter at Goose and Gambles, and uh, let us know what you guys are looking at. What uh, what bets you guys got going on? Uh, thanks again, and we will see you uh, Sunday or Monday.
All right. Thanks, guys.